Rwanda. We are ready to continue working with our Lebanese uh, partners to this end. I must also emphasize as a personal final note that the complexities in the region and the maritime boundary delimitation issues which I said deserves another uh, topic for a seminar, should not discourage Lebanon to explore and exploit its natural resources. Thank you. Thank you very much for this uh, presentation and uh, for the, your proposal of a theme for the next conference. Our second speaker is Her Excellency Ambassador of Cyprus, Christina Rafti, and she's going to speak for 20 minutes. Well, um, thank you very much, and uh, thank you and the Institute for organizing a very interesting discussion. I, I heard a lot about uh, Cyprus in the previous panel, and uh, from uh, my colleague and his intervention. Uh, let me just... Uh, Bring it thank you. To you. Thank you. Uh, let me just uh, first uh, make a, a comment uh, on how the Republic of Cyprus and the government of Cyprus has been exercising our sovereign rights um, over our exclusive economic zone. We have... Um, um, proceeded with agreements and the delimitation of our exclusive economic zone according to international law and uh, the UNCLOS, the, the law of the sea. Uh, and uh, we have already have signed three agreements on the delimitation of our, of our exclusive economic zone uh, with um, sovereign states, and, um, which is uh, Egypt, uh, Lebanon, uh, and Israel. Um, as far as um, the hydrocarbons in the Eastern Mediterranean, I agree with uh, what previous speakers have said, uh, that uh, the, the way we see that it can potentially um, contribute towards the transformation of the Eastern Mediterranean in an area of sustainable economic development, enhance political stability, and improve the bilateral relations um, in, in, the, in the region. Um, before I go into what is actually happening in, in Cyprus with the, with the third licensing grant, I will make a comment about, a very brief comment about uh, the ongoing negotiations over the Cyprus problem. Unfortunately, uh, we would, we, the, the last uh, meeting in Geneva was uh, not a fruitful one. Um, Regrettably, the Turkish Cypriot side um, retracted from a previous position of our territory that um, rendered a, a further agreement on, on, on the issue impossible. And we hope that uh, both Turkey and the Turkish Cypriot community will uh, contribute uh, in a constructive manner towards uh, once the, the, hopefully the discussions on the Cyprus problem will be resumed so we can reach a settlement to Cyprus problem. Um, on uh, on uh, what the Eastern Mediterranean can potentially um, contribute, it's uh, one is what the Eastern Mediterranean can uh, 
uh, itself um, uh, transform from cooperation and from uh, between all the countries of the region which or bilaterally, trilaterally uh, on the issue of uh, hydrocarbons that can potentially um, uh, be uh, a positive uh, reflection on peace and stability in, in the region. And my Minister of Foreign Affairs um, argues that uh, the natural gas in Eastern Mediterranean can potentially become what's called and still was uh, for the founding fathers of what today the EU has uh, evolved to a, a piece of tool and reconciliation of all the, the countries uh, without exception. But uh, besides that, uh, the um, East Met hydrocarbons can, uh, let's say, contribute to the energy security of Europe. There has been a lot of discussion in the past uh, 10 years within the European Union on the diversification of energy, of uh, 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 alternative uh, sources of, uh, of routes, and potentially in a few years, we, the Eastern Mediterranean can uh, provide that uh, to, to Europe. Um, I will uh, just now go to what is actually happening in, in Cyprus. Um, as you know, there were two first uh, licensing um, Rounds uh, in Cyprus launched uh, 2007 and 2012, respectively. Uh, this has resulted to granting and uh, assigning production share contracts and issuing explorations license to Noble Energy for Block 12. Uh, in the meantime, um, there is uh, a consortium in Block 12. Uh, Dele Governor and Shell have joined in, and uh, any cogas uh, for blocks two, three, nine, and um, uh, for a total block uh, eleven, uh, block um, three and nine are I think of special interest to to Lebanon because they're adjacent blocks to the to the Lebanese uh, block. Um, it was mentioned uh, from the um, before that um, uh, block 10 uh, or what was uh, hoped to be found uh, for natural gas in uh, at the Aphrodite uh, field. Um, the beginning, they thought that we would do an LNG in Cyprus that after finding less natural gas of what was expected, we uh, for the time being, um, abandoned the idea of LNG because it's, uh, um, it wasn't, um, the expectations were more than what actually lied in the, in the field. Instead, for Block 12, there are specific um, um, decisions that have been taken, which I will uh, come back uh, to it uh, later. Um, so uh, now we, Cyprus uh, last March launched the, the third licensing round for block six, eight, and, and 10. Uh, there were six applications, uh, one for block C by any Todar consortium, uh, two applications for block eight uh, by any and Cabrigon Delegate Avner consortium, and uh, three applications for block 10 by Styroil, ExxonMobil, and Qatar Petroleum by any total. Uh, 
Um, the size of the oil companies um, taking part in this uh, third round shows uh, that uh, the government of Cyprus uh, was justified in launching the, at this point, the, the third round. Um, I think what was uh, of great importance uh, for uh, the whole region was the discovery of Azor, as uh, was uh, previously mentioned by the chairman of the Petroleum Administration. Um, for us, Azor, uh, the Azor block is uh, six to five kilometers away from uh, what is called the Radosenus platform or close to block 10. Um, and uh, what was, uh, I think, um, let's say, um, more important of these uh, discoveries that uh, the geology was so diff it was, it's different from what previously uh, big oil companies thought that they would uh, drill and find uh, natural gas there, which it uh, has proven that is not the case. So we believe that um, in the, in the, once the, the third licensing round is concluded, which will be by the end of uh, uh, next January 2007, and once drilling will begin in 2007, we will be finding more natural gas that was expected a, a, a year ago or two years ago because of the geology of, of the of the Zor uh, block. Um, and we hope that uh, the Zor geology or uh, the, the region of Ismet now, uh, oil companies are realizing, at least in the, in after Zor, that there is more potential that was uh, thought of finding natural uh, uh, gas in uh, the in general in the area of uh, the Eastern Mediterranean. So I think uh, there will be more interest in the area in, uh, in the years to come uh, from big oil companies. Uh, as far as um, the, the options that uh, we are contemplating or considering on how to move forward, as I said, on the, on the Aphrodite field uh, previously, before drilling, we were thinking that we would do an LNG terminal in Cyprus that now is rendered not the, the best way to go about it. Uh, for the Aphrodite Hill, which is block 12, uh, otherwise um, a decision was made by the government of Cyprus uh, and the contractors in the field uh, to export natural gas from the, the, the field to Egypt through an underwater pipelines. And uh, when we say to Egypt, we also refer to the internal market of the country and to the LNG plants of uh, ITCO. I'm, I'm sure that the next panel is, uh, will be discussing this as well, I mean, uh, on, on the ZOR and on cooperation with Cyprus. Uh, the commercial level discussions and negotiations are underway for concluding the necessary sale agreements. In the meantime, uh, both uh, Egypt and Cyprus are preparing the required legal framework, so there's uh, certainty on how we move uh, forward. Last August, Cyprus and Egypt signed the first of a series of agreements which facilitate the export of natural gas through 
a direct subsea pipeline from the exclusive economic zone of the, of, of the Republic of Cyprus uh, to Egypt. Uh, the first agreement signed is aiming to provide certainty to investors and contemplated the relevant uh, commercial discussions which are now underway. Uh, we also have agreed with the, our Egyptian uh, colleagues to proceed to a conclusion of a, a second intergovernmental agreement that would cover the laying of subsidy pipeline from Cyprus to Egypt. And that's what concretely we're doing now uh, for, for the Block uh, 12. Um, for the future, because we are uh, uh, becoming more optimistic of the natural resources that, uh, that the, and the, the quantity and the uh, uh, cubic feet that are uh, within the Eastern Mediterranean Sea, we still uh, have on the table the idea of uh, liquefied natural gas terminal in Cyprus. It's not the time to, now we're not contemplating it, but it's still on the table and uh, we will see what will come from the future uh, uh, drilling and what quantities uh, we, we can uh, find. Um, and uh, I, I think the original pipelines were uh, um, mentioned earlier from, um, I think, the, His Excellency PM Cavani about the East Met uh, pipeline project. This is a project um, to export uh, natural gas from Cyprus and Israel via Crete and then mainland uh, uh, Greece and possibly to Italy. This project is, uh, was uh, submitted to the European Commission as a joint pro project uh, of interest uh, with the request to finance a feasibility study. Um, the first conclusions of the study were carried out and presented recently, a few weeks back in Athens. So what the first results show is that this project is technically feasible and financially affordable. So we'll see in the future how these projects evolve. But naturally, I mean, the issue of regional pipelines is something that we are open to a lot of options, and I'm, I'm sure that um, more discussion will uh, come in the future of, uh, of regional pipelines. Uh, the option of uh, export of super gas to Turkey is an option that we have repeatedly stated that we are willing to, to examine once there is a, a settlement of the Cyprus problem. Um, and um, coming back to a point that my Turkish colleague made about uh, the wealth of uh, the natural resources, the wealth of the natural resources belong to the state and the Republic of Cyprus and to its people. And, uh, we hope that this will uh, um, be an incentive for uh, the Turkish side towards more constructively to, to finding a solution. And uh, once a solution is found, the wealth will uh, be, of course, uh, uh, cherished by all the people of Cyprus. I will come now to, uh, to Lebanon. I want to say a few words before I come again to the issue of uh, uh, the delimitation or uh, the agreement of the, with Israel and what um, happened in the past. Uh, let me just say that my, my minister, uh, Minister Gasolidis, and the Greek foreign minister were 
here in Lebanon just a few days ago on the 9th of November, which um, my both ministers consider they were very fortunate to, to be the first EU ministers to visit uh, Lebanon after uh, the historic developments in the country and the election of uh, President Aoun. They were uh, a joint meeting with uh, Minister Basil where the three countries discussed how we can uh, further uh, enhance our relations which are in a very, very, in an excellent state. Uh, the issue of uh, energy and energy cooperation was discussed as well, how we can move forward with uh, energy discussions uh, with, uh, with the three countries, but how we can cooperate best <laughs> to the benefit of the, the three countries. I have to say that uh, a similar um, uh, uh, meeting took place uh, <coughs> early this year in Brussels between the three ministers, and that was followed uh, by a, a meeting of the permanent secretaries of the, of the three three countries. Um, I think that uh, Cyprus and, uh, and uh, Lebanon should resume our discussions on energy. We, from the highest level in Cyprus, uh, the president of Cyprus, the minister of Cyprus uh, of, the, of foreign affairs, and the minister of energy have been emphasizing wherever they go that uh, Lebanon should not be left out of the synergies that are now taking place in the Eastern Mediterranean. We very much hope that uh, Lebanon will be involved and we're sure that Lebanon uh, will be involved very shortly. Um, we are anticipating a formation of the government and from what we're hearing, there is a lot of talk that Lebanon will proceed with licensing and uh, I think this renders the dialogue between uh, Lebanon and Cyprus more important now, we have a, a very uh, important agreement that we uh, we have to resume over unitization. The unitization agreement is, which is how both countries can um, both exploit adjacent uh, fields that uh, might have natural resources. And uh, uh, I think um, hopefully we resume that discussion very soon. On the framework agreement, uh, uh, the delimitation framework agreement. There was a lot of, there was some discussion earlier. I mean, uh, we are, we hope that uh, Lebanon will proceed with the ratification. It hasn't ratified yet the agreement that was reached in 2007. I think this will help all the discussions because it gives the the legal certainty on how to proceed. And then, as I said earlier, uh, and I state again, uh, Cyprus uh, is willing and uh, ready. If, asked by Lebanon to assist in the, the discussion, the, to assist on the problem that uh, there is between, uh, on the line between uh, uh, Israel and Lebanon. Uh, and I want to emphasize that the, there is no difference between the lines that both Cyprus or respectively the Republic of Cyprus has uh, submitted to the UN and the Lebanese Republic have submitted to, to the UN on the delimitation of the exclusive economic zone. They, that perfectly coincide. Uh, we understand the problem is between uh, uh, Lebanon and Israel, and I once more um, 
state our readiness to help if we, we, we can. Um, and um, we hope that uh, things uh, will proceed soon here, and we hope that uh, uh, we are soon, uh, we will be discussing on uh, uh, how the, the Eastern Mediterranean, the synergies in the Eastern Mediterranean can become from, let's say, bilateral discussing now, <laughs> Cyprus and Greece have uh, uh, initiated a, a rounds of uh, trilateral discussions between Cyprus, Greece, and uh, countries uh, of the region. We have one uh, with Egypt, uh, with Lebanon, and uh, what uh, uh, my government uh, envisions and what uh, my Minister of Foreign Affairs have been saying that hopefully the hydrocarbons, all these trilateral, bilateral meetings will be a catalyst to have uh, all of the countries on board and we have such uh, synergies too that will uh, benefit um, all the people of the Eastern Mediterranean region. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ambassador, for this presentation. Uh, many of us are really disappointed to, to see the Geneva talks on Cyprus fail, stumble. Uh, I was recently in a meeting with a UN special representative in Cyprus who was facilitating the negotiations. There was a great deal of hope. And, and they were, the UN facilitators were surprised at the ability of the protagonists to agree on, on detailed issues, almost everything. But then uh, let's hope that this hope is not lost uh, for good. I think the, the, most, uh, the one that they were most disappointed, more than out of what the Geneva outcome was, was our side. We were. Sure. You were. Uh, very, we went very encouraged that we could uh, have reached, uh, you know, conclusion on the ter territorial adjustments. But still, I mean, um, we hope that uh, I mean, the Mr. Eda, the special envoy of the uh, uh, UN, is back in Cyprus Monday. There is a meeting between the two, lead two leaders. With him, we hope that we will, uh, a way will be find and agree to resume the discussion. So there is still hope. Yes. Inshallah. Uh, the third speaker is Dr. Nasser Hatayt, uh, who is a member of the uh, Lebanese Petroleum Administration Board. وهو سيتحدث باللغة العربية عن فرص الاستثمار للقطاع الخاص العربي في الصناعات النفطية شكرا معاليك بحب أتشكر بداية مركز الدراسة الفلسطينية لدعوتي للمرة الثانية السنة الماضية وهذه السنة هاللقاء السلماضي كان كتير شيق عم نشوف كمان لقاء اليوم شيق أكتر قبل ما بلش أحكي عن دور القطاع الخاص بدي أعلق 
على قصة الحدود الصبح لشهر تموز 2016 كان الإسرائيلي محدد ركعه على نقطة 23 بتموز بعد تموز 2016 ضم المنطقة رسميا المنطقة لنقطة رقم واحد رسميا وقسمها لثلاث ركع والخريطة الركع الإسرائيلي يلي أرسلت للشركات تحتوي فعلا ثلاث ركع بالأراضي اللبنانية بالمياه اللبنانية رقم واحد اثنين ثلاثة هيدا كان بتموز الماضي لما أطلق الإسرائيلي دورة التراخيص خلينا نحكي نحن هلأ على صناعة الغاز بالمشرق ما رح أحكي عن أبروس ولا تركيا أنا بدي أحكي عن المشرق العربي عن العراق سوريا لبنان فلسطين والأردن النتائج الأولية اللي بدي أعرضها اليوم هي جاي من نتائج دراسات طلاب بي أش دي بجامعة روتردام وجامعة أخن إكس لاشابيل بألمانيا وجامعة أش أو سي بفرنسا عم تابعون بإطار البرنامج الثامن للبحث متعلق بالطاقة تابع للوحدة الأوروبية وهيدي نتائج الماستر وأول سنة بالبي أش دي أنا رح أحكي فعلا عن الإمكانيات وبطريقة عملية لدخول القطاع الخاص الوطني العربي بصناعة الغاز رح تتفاجأوا ما رح بلش بالعراق رح بلش أعطي لمحة عن التجربة الألمانية والتجربة الإنجليزية بعد الحرب العالمية الثانية إن المقارنة بين الوضع هالبلدين بعد الحرب العالمية الثانية لهو قريب جدا لوضعنا إن كان بالعراق وسوريا وفلسطين وبعض لبنان حاليا الناس مشردين ما في سقف يعدو تحت منه ما في عندهم كهرباء ما في عندهم مي ما في عندهم دفء المشكلة اللي كانت بعد الحرب العالمية الثانية بأوروبا الغربية وكمان بأوروبا الوسطى والشرقية لكن المعلومات اللي عندي هي عن أوروبا الغربية كانت مشاكل ضخمة إنه الشعوب والحكومات هونيك صارت الحرب العالمية الأولى كانوا عاملين قبل الحرب العالمية الأولى مخطط لتطوير المدن والأرياف بعد حرب 1870 اللي طحنت فرنسا وألمانيا وصلوا الألمان لضاحية باريس بلا ديفونس فعملوا خطط وإجت الحرب العالمية الأولى وقفتها بلشوا بخطط تانية بعد الحرب العالمية الأولى إجت الأزمة العالمية الجريد ديبريشن 1929 وقفتهم إحدى أسباب أزمة التسعة وعشرين إنه الأوروبيين ما كانوا عايقدروا يسدوا ديونهم لأمريكا إحدى الأسباب